swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. Welcome to Movie Mistrial. The podcast where we examine the IMDb Top 250 and anger a million people with our bad faith arguments. My name is Johannes. And I am Raji. Today, Raji, we're talking about another film on the list. Charlie Chaplin's silent romantic comedy, City Lights. City Lights is considered one of Chaplin's most complete films, and it was released on March 7, 1931. It saws Charlie Chaplin as the tramp and Virginia Cheryl as the blind flower girl. In the wise words of Edward E. Blackadder, sending a telegram to Charlie Chaplin from the trenches of World War One, please, please, please stop. On another note, I have to ask you to leave a review for this podcast on your favorite podcast platforms. Give us a thumbs up, tell your friends, and uh, don't stop, you know, telling us how we're right or wrong. And, uh, you know, connect with us on socials at Movie Mistrial on all the socials in the world. Uh, yeah, well, you know, aside from City Lights, what makes you happy today? You know, the interesting thing about this is this episode, this movie made me rewatch that episode of Blackadder. And I think even before the podcast, I, I sent you... Uh, it's videos of that, uh, <laughs> some of the funny scenes in there where, you know, Black Adder sent the telegram telling him that he has found only one person who is less funny than you. Stop. Um, and then the interesting thing is at the end of the episode, Charlie Chaplin sends a response and he says, uh, twice nightly screened of my films in the trenches. Excellent idea. Stop. But must insist that Edward Black Adder be the projectionist. Stop. P.S. Don't let him ever stop uh it was it was quite the funny i just remember that whenever i watch charlie chaplin that just comes to my head yeah yeah (laughs) oh chaplin um yeah what what distracted me from this um to a big degree is (laughs) it's twofold i actually so um i go to the movies a lot right so evil dead rises is is the trailer of the Mm -hmm. Of, of of this season it seems like i've seen that trailer so damn much but it has my favorite line ever i think and it's mommy's with the maggots now i love that so much it's so good <laughs> <laughs> oh but um i i realized i've never seen any of the the evil dead movies so i really I watched, I, as a palate cleanser i told you that uh, as a palate cleanser we watched uh, the first uh, the evil dead movie yesterday and it was a, a lot of fun uh, and then on Reddit, I saw a subreddit today that gives me joy as well. It's r slash tragedy, but spelled misspelled. And it's a subreddit about the poor people that have uh, weirdly spelled names. Mm. Um, you know, the, all the Kayleys in the world with double E's <laughs> and Y's and GH's. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, that gives me joy. So. <laughs> Shouldn't for them, of the kind of. I mean, you know, it's it's not the people that have the name; it's their parents that are kind of the <laughs> jerks in the equation, right? True, true. But I, but yeah, so uh, city lights. Let's let's dive into it and get a synopsis. It will it will not be a silent synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> city lights. It's a classic silent romantic comedy drama film directed by and starring Charlie Chaplin. The film follows Chaplin's beloved character, the tramp, as he falls in love with a blind flower girl and he tries to help her regain her sight 
through a series of comical mishaps and misunderstandings. Along the way, the tramp also befriends a drunken millionaire who he saves from suicide and who becomes his unlikely ally in his quest to help the flower girl. Filled with Chaplin's signature physical comedy, heartwarming sentimentality, and brilliant storytelling, City Lights is considered one of the greatest films ever made. Its iconic final scene, in which the flower girl finally realizes the tramp's true identity after he anonymously gives her a large sum of money, is a moving and unforgettable moment that has stood the test of time. The film's themes of love, friendship, and human condition still resonate with audiences today, cementing its place as a true masterpiece of cinema. And we're back. All right. Um, Mr. Raji, I, I have a vibe that we both weren't super happy about this movie. You so don't be... have that vibe. You don't have that vibe. You don't know what I think about this film, man. True. Um... <laughs> But, you know, let's flip the coin and see what happens. I'm going to go with my usual heads on this one. Heads it is. All right. <sighs> I'm going to argue for this film. I want to I want to see where your 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 argument is going to go. I'm curious. All right. Argue against it is. The witness will address this court as judge or your honor. Your honor, Charlie Chaplin's best, one of the best movies of all times, is what I'm reading when I read about this movie. And to be honest, I don't see that. Uh, Modern Times is like miles and leagues better than this, in my opinion, because that at least has the redeeming factors of uh, interesting set pieces and backgrounds uh, this movie is seemingly only happening in the same block uh, because we see the same locations it's a story that is not very compelling to begin with um because it, it, it it's kind of iffy that he's trying to take advantage of a blind girl and her miss uh interpretation of who he is she mistakes him for a for a millionaire and he's not clearing it up, which would be so easy to clear up, but let's just gaslight her, I guess. Um, and it's full of kind of tropes and things that, that just don't make any sense. For example, the millionaire that he buddies up with, for some reason, only recognizes him when he's drunk. That doesn't work. That never happens. Um, that millionaire is going on a trip to Europe by boat and is back in seemingly a, less than a week that doesn't happen that doesn't make any sense and just the weird unfortunate slapstick situations the tramp is getting himself into just have me sigh and pause because it's it's not compelling and and i understand that you know we're like 90 years out from this movie now and tastes have changed and style has changed. And this movie is kind of a rebellion against talkie movies because it's like four years after talkie movies started to be a thing. And, and he, he did this as a rebellion. But come on, dude. Like, it's just weird. It's, it's, it's similarly, like, I never saw Charlie Chaplin as this figure that it, like, that, that, 
the tramp is this kind of horny person that's just lusting all over all the women. But I feel like this movie is one and modern times also. And it's just, it's so weird. It, he also seems like he's stuck between a five-year-old and the, and, and the, like 40 year old because he looks like a 40 year old he sometimes acts like a five-year-old that doesn't understand how the world works and it's it just it's all so bizarre it, it really is bizarre to me and i don't get it i could see how you know kind of the effects that you see in this are just kind of mind-blowing for the time but even that is not really working for me anymore so i just don't get it i think as a as a time capsule into the time and you know um as a as an exercise in slapstick comedy like it or not sure it's it's okay to watch but is it enjoyable it's not for me so yeah get off that list steel lights i'm done with you <laughs> that was a strong opening i have to say um i i do think that uh, charlie chaplin creates a tight script and this one, a tighter script than, you know, modern, modern, uh, the modern times. Yeah, modern times. It's a tighter script than this, that one, because at least we know, you know, where the story starts, where the story ends. Um, it's not as, um, I would say we follow the story a little bit better in this one than that one. Um, I do also think that the class difference is more significant in this one. There's a there's a there's a there's a use of class, uh, especially towards the end of the film, that shows that um, even in a scenario where somebody saves somebody's life, um, you still get blamed for it at the very end. Um, I I also think that the as as uh, I don't I don't know what to say about the romantic. Uh, connection between the two of them. But I do like to think that um, after such touching moments um, as when she was pulling the strings out of his underwear, um, when she felt his hands, she kind of realized who he was immediately. It could have been the smell too. Um, <laughs> but at least they recognized each other and they had the connection that even after she was no longer blind. She recognized the person through the kindness. Um, and I think that that was, that was touching. One of the best scenes in this film was the boxing scene. And if there's anything that can elevate this film, uh, it's the choreography of that boxing scene, which actually left me in stitches. I, I was I was pleasantly pleased by that. I, I thought the, the ballet between the, all the boxers, when they were going around each other, trying to punch each other, then the, the referee would get involved, get punched in the face. And it was, it was great physical comedy. And that was Charlie Chaplin at its heights. Um, but, you know, the movie is not very complicated. Um, there are a couple of detours here and there, but the movie is not um, overly... Um, critical i think that some of the set pieces are quite nice but uh it's difficult to in some senses you can see why modern times would be better because they had a much more elaborate set pieces that made a number of things work um some of the stage management was a little better but i also feel like one of the things that this makes this movie significantly strong is the fact that this movie came out as a rebellion against um, the talkies 
at the point. Um, the fact that um, Charlie Chaplin, this was two two films, this one and Modern Times, where the t- films that came out, this movie came out four years after the talkie started. The industry was moving in that direction, but, you know, he stuck by his guns and he decided to release one, one more uh, for the masses because this movie, one of the things that is is easier to appreciate is the fact that the movie is not so complicated. Everything is in black and white. You see it happening on the screen. So it's it's for the masses, and everybody who watches it can kind of understand what's going on. Um, it's a it's a picture for the times. Um, and I think that's what I'll, I'll probably use as my arguments for it. Yeah. Um, you bring up, like, the, the boxing fight. It, it it just goes on too long. Like when it started, it was like, oh crap, it's a 1930s Creed movie. <laughs> but it's I mean, it's not really though, right? Um, sure, the choreography is is good. Like it, the slapstick is is that is like sprinkled into all of this, right? Like that's I think that's what we're supposed to enjoy. Um, the scene that. Sticks out for me for slapstick is the the having a drink scene where he pours like three bottles of of alcohol into his pants. Um, it's maybe funny at the first time, but you know it's not done as well as like Family Guy where they overdo a joke and you know that that uh, modus. Of, of telling a joke, you know, like overstaying its welcome, but it's funnier every time that happens. Like, that doesn't work in this one. Not for me, at least. So, uh, what we're left with is just a, a, a sequence of cliches and uh, story points that I, I think we saw that in modern times as well. Right? We... Like he goes to jail, he goes to jail here. Um, function is clearly just to have some time, um, a passing so she can see, she she can get her eyesight back. Uh, the reason why he goes to jail is, is dumb, but okay, whatever. Um, he's down on his luck. He doesn't. He cannot hold a job. It's the same thing, right? So so it's like at, I guess that's just the tramp character, right? That 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 just has this inherent non-ability to keep a job and, and and be smart to a degree but then he's also weirdly smart in other it, it's just a whole dichotomy of i don't understand this character i guess you know that that in case like i i don't get it and uh, i understand that's on me right because clearly other people get it mm-hmm. um i can appreciate the performance and the, the work that goes into crafting this whole thing, uh, like choreographing the, the boxing fight, no small feat, like choreographing like the, the dance ballroom scene with the chairs and all, no small feat, right? All, doing all that and doing that repeatedly, um, doing filming, impressive, sure. But the story is just so uninteresting. And the character mm. is so uninteresting that it's, it's really hard. It, this movie is not that long, but it's not not really that compelling to to kind of keep focused on it for me so that's that's why i just didn't connect with it and that's a problem 
that's kind of all I have as a negative. <laughs> you know, the interest. I'll, I'll put one more positive on the plate. Um, I think that the there's a a black man who was in the room, um, in the boxing ring. Um, generally speaking, we never really saw black people. Uh, what do you call it? in films at that particular point. And if they were, they were in the background doing things, being um, servants for everyone. Uh, I think one of the things that I do appreciate is that, you know, Charlie Chaplin didn't just let him be like the guy who was mopping the floor in the background. He actually interacted with him and had a conversation, seemingly respected his position. Uh, And, um, you know, the rabbit's foot was a funny gag because he got knocked out. Uh, and he had to clean the rabbit foot from his face. So I, I thought that the fact that he gave the the black the black man, especially in films at that particular point, so much reverence or respect, uh, given the circumstances at that particular time in history, was an indication of his, I mean, respect for different cultures. Um, you could say because he was he was, I wouldn't say he was a civil rights leader, but he definitely was one who appreciated. The fact that he did, did he didn't like bullies or he didn't like the race nonsense that was going on, but mm. you know it's it's interesting to for me it's it's funny if that is the conversation that I want to have as a positive on the film. Um, I can go into the sidebar and we can talk a little bit more. Sure, let's let's move over. Overruled. Sidebar. Guilty. Speculation. Hearsay. Bailiff. Briefcase. Disregard. In my chamber. Stop Beaver on the witness. Arrest. We could totally be lawyers. One of the biggest problems I have with Charlie Chaplin films is his gags go on too long. And they never, he never knows when to stop. Like, take the very beginning of the film. He sits down uh, on a sword. I I go, oh, shit. (laughs) That's funny. But then he sits on the hand, stands up goes to the sword again, stands up, sits on the... And I was like, when will this gag end? When will this gag end? Even the boxing scene. I like the choreography, but man, that was a long gag. Um, mm-hmm. Almost even the whistling, when uh, he was doing the whistle and the guy was singing opera, and the, that, was, that was not a long gag. And I'm like, I understand what's going on. This is, it's funny, the first few times. But man, you've done it like a hundred times now. You know, <laughs> when will this end? <laughs> and I think that it kind of takes away from the story is so thin. The story of this movie can take place in twenty minutes. Uh, the, yeah. it, the the gags are a filler for this whole thing, and even the gags, some of it don't make sense. Like, how did the blind girl get to the boxing match uh, and have to sit by the ringside with him? It's like that's not explained. Um, but you know it's it's interesting. I don't really have much to say about this film. I don't think it should be in this list. Uh, I don't think it should be this high up um, because I do think that this is a movie for its time. And I think that some people may like this film because of the impact it had. But then to put it in the two hundred and fifty films of all time, nah, nah. Yeah. It, like, like if you go to Wikipedia, it says like, you know some people consider this the best of all, like one of the best of all times, and I I just don't get it, right? Um, because I agree, I, like the the core story here: man sees a woman, falls in love with woman, um, woman cannot see him literally, 
and he does everything to to change that and then they may fall in love or not we don't know right it's open-ended yeah and you can tell it and that's a short movie right there right but it's it's so dragged out with the slapstick pieces like you said right and it's it 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 becomes a chore at some point right um and then that's that's too bad um second chaplain movie i've seen uh, I think I'm pretty solid now that I don't like Chaplin. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Uh, this is the first movie where I, I like really noticed his makeup too much. Like his crazy overdrawn uh, eyebrows are like, mm. very prominent. Um, and yeah, uh, the, the thing that I noticed here um, and not as much in modern time is how queer this story is. I don't know if you noticed that, but you know, as a, gay person i i notice these things i guess um because he has a very close relationship with the millionaire when they're drunk like to the point where they end up like in the same bed and there's like a mm-hmm. do we do anything or not and then mm-hmm. um like in the in the in the boxing situation he tries to you know make good with his opponent mm. but that's like very clear kind of flirting flirty to the point where that dude is yeah is, is just like uh, uncomfortable and he he takes his pants off behind the curtains <laughs> <laughs> and then comes out with the pants anyway that was right. <laughs> it's, it's like, okay why different times i guess right yeah. um so i i found that interesting at the course of course still this is a a very straight story and this is the first time i i really recognized how queer the tramp is i'm not sure mm. I, I, I saw that in modern times as much but here it was so obvious it was kind of refreshing to see i guess but it's also weird because it's i mean for the time i guess you you really have to keep it on the down, down low right but um yeah so from that aspect it's it's an interesting uh, like time capsule right of, of kind of trying to tell these stories potentially we don't know but at least having the interpretation open for that yeah. uh, I, I think that's interesting and good I, we will never know if that's that's the intention i suppose but it's it's there if you want to see it uh but but aside from that yeah uh, in the 50s um on the list i don't see it and i don't like i said i think like f- from a pure set perspective and effects perspective modern times is so much better um that that roller skating gag alone is pretty cool those those giant machines are pretty cool in that movie here we don't have a lot we have the boxing that's probably the biggest set piece yeah but uh aside from that there's not much it's a very basic story told with a lot of slapstick that is yeah go ahead sorry i was sorry for interrupting you i I was gonna i was gonna ask you about your opinion i feel like one of the reasons why we got more in modern times was because this was a this that was more in line with the movies at that particular point so maybe it had a bigger budget uh, than this one uh and this one um was at the very end four years into the talkies and the studios had gone you know we don't believe in this kind of film anymore we can't give you the budget that we had 
for modern times. So you've got to make a slimmed down film. Um, and I think maybe the defiant nature is kind of why people appreciate it. But I, I think that, like you said, I don't know what you think uh, about that. Kind of the, the defiance of, of, no, of the talkies. I don't know. I... It's a good question. I think the he probably saw that you know he had this character that never really talked. So why why start? But he probably also recognized there's probably some more money I can make with this character. Right. So it's there's only really two ways you you can go about that. Then right, either go against the industry and continue doing doing non asylum movies with the character or adjust the character, but then you kind of betray your character. Mm. And I, I would, I would suspect his artistic integrity kind of told him to not betray the character. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I, 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 I totally agree with you on many of the points you've made. I, I think from your discussion about Modern Family and the sets and all of that, that was basically where this idea of maybe. The studios are no longer interested in making a big budget silent film anymore. Um, but yeah, I think I also think that we suffered from having two Charlie Chaplin films um, very close to each other. Um, maybe if they were spaced apart a little bit more, it wouldn't have been so uh, so drastic. But I feel like I kind of got my feel of the silent uh, Charlie Chaplin. I am curious to see him in a talkie, though. I, I want to, if we ever get a chance to see The Dictator, I would be interested to see how he did in a film that didn't require you to be silent and he no longer had to play the tramp. I think it would be interesting to see uh, that character outside of, um, you know, silent films. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, good news for you. The the uh, great dictator is number sixty two on the list, so it's coming up. All right, yeah. We'll but, see him uh, in a different light. Right, right. But before <laughs> we we get to the great dictator, we have to uh, tackle the next movie on the list, which is Apocalypse Now. Is it Apocalypse Now or the Avengers? It's Apocalypse Now on the list. All right, actually. Apocalypse Now. It is. You know, I have that movie. I have not seen that film, but I am curious to see it. Like, I um, know that that famous scene and the music, but I've never seen that movie. It's directed by Francis Ford Coppola. So, and uh, I have, uh, I am very, very curious to see. Uh, for some reason, I bought the movie on on uh, on HD Blu-ray. And I'm, I haven't seen it yet, so this is going to give me an opportunity to watch it finally. Um, you know, the interesting thing is, um, I'm going to just point this out as my last point. Um, you know, the, what's his name? Uh, the guy who plays Blackadder, um, what's his name again? Ron Atkinson. Ron Atkinson. The, 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 the tricky thing about it is he ended up creating his own version of a Charlie Chaplin character in Mr. Bean for the modern times. Um, and it's ironic given his criticism of Charlie Chaplin, we eventually got a, a Mr. Bean who didn't say much in many of his films, uh, but kind of still worked in modern times. And I think the shortness, the good thing about it is he knew the length. 
an episode yeah. of Mr. Bean is probably 15 minutes. He knew the length of the character before it got annoying. Um, and I think he played to the strength of that. So Mr. Bean took the ideas of Charlie Chaplin, the physical comedy about it, and uh, dice, just condensed it into a 15-minute skits. And you, as you can tell, all the movies that have Mr. Bean are suck. So <laughs> all the essence of Mr. Bean can be condensed in 15 minutes. That's just what I wanted to say. It's, you make a, that's a good point. I never made that connection, but it makes perfect sense now. My mind is blown. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, what will blow people's minds as well is our social media presence. Where can people find yeah. us? They can find us on um, Twitter, on Facebook, um, at Movie Mistrial. And they can also send us an email on uh, contact at moviemistral.com or check out our website, moviemistral.com. All right. I do I do want to give an, an, another a plug. I just listened to this wonderful album on SoundCloud called The Grumble. So give that a listen. It's, it's done by our own famous Johannes here who created this. <laughs> great rock album if you like the rock music uh and you can find it on the internet on soundcloud the grumble it's a really good one i've been listening to it this week thank you thank you uh yeah you can find that under park.monster and you will get there sweet that's all i have this week same dude same cool well have a good one everybody you too have a good one everyone